Welcome to the Better Each Day podcast with special guests today, Gathering Time. They are Hilary Foxong, Jerry McKevney, and speaking with us today, Stuart Marcus. Together, they are Gathering Time. The record, Old Friends, is a collection of the good ones, the old ones, songs from the 60s that could have been written for 2020. Yeah, yeah. Welcome to the Better Each Day podcast radio show with Bruce Hilliard. Today and every day, reaching out for innovative ideas in every way. Yeah, Today's show is yeah. brought to you by your future. It comes with a lifetime guarantee. Ooh, make the better stay now, baby. Time for love, a time for 
I love vocals. And when I heard you guys, it was like, wow, <laughs> it's it's not a lost <laughs> art form. What happened here? And you're doing the songs that I love. And it's kind of a, a time machine of nostalgia for me. And uh, right off the bat, I want to thank you guys for doing that. It, wow. It's, uh, oh, it's, it's great. great. Thank you. How did, how did you hook up with these people? You're on the same page. You all sound great together. It's kind of a Peter, Paul, and Mary Crosby, Stills, and Nash, who knows, yeah. on and on and on. Those are the groups that we take our inspiration from, definitely. And, and uh, you know, I grew up listening to, to uh, Peter, Paul, and Mary when I was a kid. And then I discovered Simon and Garfunkel from an uncle's uh, cassette tape of theirs. And then I graduated to... Uh, Crosby, Stills, and Nash, and I loved America also, and just, it, it didn't take me long to realize that that vocal harmony was my biggest love when it came to music. Um, the way Gathering Time got together is sort of a, a funny, long story. Um, we had a, a former member, a guy named Glenn, who I knew from a songwriting workshop group back in the 1990s, and uh, I hadn't seen him in years, but I, I ran into him at a, he was doing a concert for the local folk society on a, a rare Saturday night that I had off. So I went to see him and we hung out talking and he said, oh, I play at this uh, uh, antique, you know, classic car rally that they have every Tuesday in the town where I live. And uh, why don't you come by and uh, bring your guitar and, and sing with me, jam a little bit. So, uh, so I went down a, a couple of weeks later. And uh, it turned out that uh, Hillary had been doing the same thing with him. She lived in town. She had bumped into him uh, the previous September. Um, she had a, a tough day with her boyfriend, and a few of her coworkers brought her out to uh, just have a couple drinks after work. And there was this car rally, and he was singing. And she just sort of walked up and started harmonizing with him. So he invited her to come back. And then when he invited me, I walked up, she was harmonizing with him. And my first thought was, oh, somebody beat me to it. I'm going to have to wait for a while. But uh, they were doing a song, I think, by the Eagles that had a natural third part. So I just sort of jumped in, <laughs> just sort of tapped yeah. on the shoulder and said, may I? <laughs> and we started singing. And that's how it was born. So we started going to his, he had a steady gig at a restaurant in town every other Thursday. So uh, we'd crash his gig there. And then we started crashing each other's gigs at other places. And uh, and that's how the group came. So uh, six years, seven years later, uh, Glenn decided he didn't want to uh, stay in the group. And uh, a few people suggested Jerry, who I'd known from the same songwriters workshop group. And they said, you know, he's got the same skill set that you need. So uh, we called him and uh, he was our first and last audition as a replacement. And we've been going with him for about uh, oh, it'll be eight years since we started rehearsing with him uh, in December. That's a rare occurrence when you can get the planets to align, for a lack of a better terminology. And all that happens yeah. just out of a, a like a songwriting class or something that you had? Uh, yeah, it was a, a workshop group. It wasn't really a class, but uh, you know, local songwriters would, would get together and anyone who had a, a new song would play it for the group and get encouragement or suggestions or critiques. And uh, so it helped us all sort of hone our craft of songwriting. And uh, made for some lasting friendships, too. Harmonies. Did you have siblings growing up? I did. Um, I harmonized with my sister. Yeah, that's where uh, I'm headed. My brother was a drummer. Yeah. My brother was a drummer. He didn't sing much. But. You say that in shame. Well, my, my brother was a drummer. <laughs> <laughs> I always tease no, no drummers. Shame, no shame, man. Yeah. Uh, my sister has a, a great voice. My parents used to harmonize, too. In fact, uh, 
Uh, my dad, when I was a, a little kid, got a, a two-speed uh, reel-to-reel tape recorder, yeah. and he and my mom would sing harmony, and then he'd put on the high speed and make it sound like uh, the Three Chipmunks. Yep. <laughs> Did all that stuff. <laughs> yeah. Mine was I grew up with a couple of guys across the street, and we and, and my brothers, we sang Barbershop in the car with my dad when we are traveling and stuff. Oh, cool. But yeah, and I think a lot of it starts with siblings. That's been my experience. To, you know, grow up and, and later on find people like that. And they're all on the same, you're all on the same page. That's amazing. And the song selections off your CD are amazing. It's like if I was going to do, do it, I'd do just what you did. How did you select the oh, songs? You. Did, did you uh, just kind of brainstorm or stuff that you just evolved as you were playing? It was stuff that had, uh, that we picked up over the years. Um, you know, we, We've got sort of a, a bifurcated existence. We all write, and we've got uh, four albums of originals out, two that we did with uh, Glenn, our first guitarist, and then two more with Jerry. And uh, but we do a lot of shows that are sort of tributes to the, the folk rock of the 60s, you know, parks concerts and uh, library shows and, and performing arts centers. And, uh, and we all loved Crosby, Stills & Nash and Joni Mitchell and... and uh, you know, a lot of the greats of the, the 60s and 70s. So we were doing that stuff. And uh, um, we kept on getting asked, do you have an album just of these songs? So after four albums of mostly all originals, we uh, said, you know what, we, we should do one. And meanwhile, times were becoming what they are. And we started thinking, you know what, we should make sure a lot of these songs are really socially relevant songs, you know, songs mm -hmm. that were written back then, but sort of apply to today as well. And, uh, and that's what happened. And, you know, then one delay after another kept them happening in the recording process to the point where finally, you know, we were able to get it uh, done and, and to press at the beginning of August. And uh, we just, you know, some of the songs became very, very relevant. You know, like uh, we released uh, Get Together, mm -hmm. you know, when the, the Black Lives Matter movement and protests were at their height. And there was just so much vitriol going back and forth. And it's continued, certainly to this day. Love is but a song to sing Feels the way we die You can make the mountains ring Or make the angels cry Though the bird is on the wing You may not know why Come on, people now Smile on your brother, everybody get together Try to love one another right now Come on, people now Smile on your brother, everybody get together Try to love one another right now Some may come and some may go You will surely When the one that left us here 
returns for us at last. We are but a moment's sunlight fading in the grass. Come on, people now, smile on your brother, everybody get together, try to love one another right now. People now, smile on your brother, everybody get together, try to love one another right now. And the name of the new CD is Old Friends, right? Old Friends, right. Yeah, and I, I love the album cover. It's Crosby, Stills, and Nash. 
kind of spin yeah, off. Yeah, yeah, that was a deliberate thing, definitely. Yeah, th- there's something to be said about a couch on a front porch. You know, I mean, what, <laughs> what's it for? Well, we're going to sit out there and chat. That's what it's for, and we'll say whatever we feel like saying. <laughs> so, yeah, it's yeah. it's great. You know, and I'm I wasn't aware of your your prior recordings, the original music. So I'm going to have to go back and and listen to those. Where are those available? Uh, they're all on our website. At least the uh, the two newer ones plus plus the newest one are available on the website. The older two, the ones we did with our first guitarist, are uh, are out of print and. Uh, his preferences that we we don't sell them anymore, unfortunately. Oh. Although we might redo a few of those songs and have them available for download. <laughs> yeah, I was going to say if they were downloadable, where can those be found? It's www.gathering-time.com, or just Google Gathering Time and it comes up first. I like the name Gathering Time because you can be Gathering Time or Gathering Time. Yeah, it's it's got a few meanings. We you know we were trying to come up with a name. We spent over a year. Trying to come up with a, a name. We, we've been calling ourselves Third Wheel, uh, but then we found out back in the days of MySpace that there were a couple of other bands <laughs> that were yeah. up and touring regionally throughout the country called uh, called uh, called Third Wheel. So uh, we we gone to there's a, an annual folk music convention called NERFA, the Northeast Regional Folk Alliance, and there there are a number of different regions. And uh, the three of us had gone to that. It's held every November. And we found that whenever we started singing and harmonizing, people just sort of gathered around, especially if we were doing, you know, the, the classics. So we were talking about this. And, and at this particular uh, conference, you know, several DJs came over and said, if you get anything recorded, send it to me. And a couple of concert presenters said, if you come up with a name, <laughs> I want to book you. So we knew we had to come up with a name. So we were talking about how people gathered around. So we started uh, riffing on variations of gathering. The gathering was taken. And we're thinking, okay, gathering strength, maybe gathering steam, maybe gathering moss was right out, gathering dust. <laughs> um, and then I suggested gathering time. And everyone kind of said, hmm. And then we realized it could be taken a few different ways. It could be the time for gathering, like before an event, or it could refer to like harvest time, gathering time, or it could be like, you know, if you were Jim Croce and could save time in a bottle, you know, gather mm-hmm. it all together, what would you do with it? Uh, so we all liked that. Those those uh, band meetings where you're trying to come up with a name are pretty hilarious sometimes. <laughs> I think people come up with yeah. some good stuff that you'd never use, but they're fun. Oh, yeah. All three of us were, were brainstorming. I came up with Dragon Wagon. <laughs> Glenn came up with One, Two, Three Chocolate. None of us really liked that. Um, yeah. Some of the interviews I asked people, like Vanilla Fudge, Carmine Apice, yeah. the drummer, I said, how'd you come up with that? And he, he said one of their girlfriends said, you guys are they're, you're like white soul, so Vanilla Fudge. I didn't gotcha. know that. Okay. Uh, I was wondering about that, too. Yeah, well, I got it right from the horsey's mouth there. I talked to uh, Martin Barr from Jethro Tull. Jethro Tull? A couple days ago, yeah. And in fact, his interview will be on probably right before yours. But uh, they came up with their name, and he wasn't even in the band when they came up with it. But they had a different name for every club they played. And then finally they were playing. Yeah, I heard that story. They kept on yeah. like playing a date and getting bad reviews or something. And they wouldn't hire them again. So <laughs> yeah. they formed a different band with a different name. Same guys. Yeah. I mean, Jethro Tull was like the guy in the Middle Ages who invented the horse collar or something like that. You're really close. It was in the 1600s. I did the research on this because I 
case it came up. But anyway, he was an agriculturalist is what he was known as. And he invented a plow that planted seeds as you plowed. So it was a horse-drawn seed plow is what it's called. Yeah. So I don't know if there are any patents on that, like it would matter (laughs) in the year 2020. Mm. But yeah, I just plowed the field and I planted at the same time. Well, honey, you should get a patent on that. That's that's who Jethro Tull was. I don't know. They were one of my favorite bands growing up also. Yeah. It all came from that uh, same era. Songs from the Wood is one of my all-time favorite albums. Yeah. Yeah, it's just uh, the past month or so has been really interesting uh, as far as blast from the past coming back. And, and uh, I have to ask this. Uh, have you been able to play live anywhere or made some sort of provisions to do so? Or how are you doing that? We've had a few. Fortunately, we had a, a pretty nice summer here on Long Island. And uh, we did a handful of outdoor shows. I mean, we had a, a ton that were canceled. Um, or indefinitely postponed. Um, we did a couple of drive-in concerts. So a local performing arts center where we were supposed to open for somebody big, you know, canceled that show indoors in May, but then uh, decided to have a series of drive-in concerts in their parking lot. So they put us up in a, a showmobile and we did that. We did another one oh, on yeah. a portable stage uh, in a grassy field where they brought cars in uh, up on the, the North Shore. Uh, Great Neck is the uh, the town it was in. Uh, we did. Uh, uh, there's a, a park that has a big summer series uh, up in Huntington, which is a real sort of arts community here on Long Island. And uh, we'd played for them last year, so we didn't expect to get called back again for another six. But uh, they had a uh, sort of folk Americana Americana group that had to cancel due to travel restrictions. And uh, they called us back and said, hey, you were great last year. You want to do it again? So we ended up doing a park show in there. They had uh, uh, chalk circles in the uh, in the grass where people could sit and stay, you know, safely distanced. Um, and we did a, an outdoor show for a library uh, a few weeks ago, you know, in their parking lot. And we've got a couple where all been careful enough that we trust each other that we'll be in the same room together. So we're going to do a couple of streaming shows in November and December for uh, uh, other local organizations. So we've been able to do a, a few here and there, but uh, but the amount that we lost is just uh, astounding. We're just hoping some of them get rescheduled for next year. That's a lot. That's as much as I've heard anybody doing. So that that's great. Did you have to cancel your White House gig? I hear it's a hot box there. You don't want to play that one. Oh, yes. Our appearance in the Rose Garden. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Well, maybe the Rose Garden. That, that safe. one was never solidified. <laughs> God. That's the last place you want to be right now, of all things, you know? <laughs> yeah. Uh, uh, it is the weirdest time in history. Yeah, I lived through the 60s, but I was kind of a kid, you know? I was in my early teens in the late 60s so i was right. i was good with the music i kind of knew what was going on yeah what's wrong with being a hippie that was me i was kind of a, a jock hippie student leader i got okay grades but i wanted to play in a band and i was all over the map but i, I really didn't pay that much attention i just thought wow oh, they're just corrupt how did they get into high offices like that and it hasn't changed. Hmm. So, and luckily the music hasn't that much either, because you can come back and say the same lyrics, and it still you applies. You know what? It, it was astounding as we were looking through the songs that we we chose, and uh, all of a sudden this year just felt like we were thrust back into 1968 between the uh, the racial issues and the protests and riots and uh, and the anger at Washington. Um, 
Yeah, it. Uh, so, you know, and I look at a song like Abraham, Martin, and John, and just reminded of just how bad things can get if the vitriol and the rhetoric heats up too much. Anybody here seen my old friend Abraham? Can you tell me where he's gone? He freed a lot of people, but it seemed good they die young. I just look around and he is gone. Anybody here? Seen my old friend John Can you tell me where he's gone? He freed a lot of people But it seemed good they die young I just look around and he is Anybody here Seen my old friend Martin Can you tell me where he's gone? He freed a lot of people But it seemed good they die young I just look around and he is gone Didn't you love things that they stood for Didn't they try to find some good for you and me And we'll be free Someday soon It's gonna be one day Anybody here Seen my Can you tell me where he's gone? I thought I saw him going over the hill With Abraham, Martin and John Abraham, Martin and John song like Get Together, which we released, or some of the other uh, somewhat political ones. But a song like At 17 has has never been more relevant than it is now. Um, you know, with the teenage depression and suicide and cyberbullying. I learned the truth at 17 That love was meant for beauty queens And high school girls with clear skin smiles Young and then retired The Valentines I never knew The Friday 
Was that just written like last week or something? <laughs> Nothing's changed. Uh, feels that way, yeah. I guess society has to go through this periodically. You know, I don't know, man. Uh, the people who learned the lessons uh, sort of lose their uh, 
lose their influence on society and the people that are determined to forget them or downplay them just take over. When will they ever learn? There's that too, for sure. <laughs> There's we we do that one. We didn't put it on the record, but oh, we really? sing that one. Oh, oh yeah. Wow. Yeah. I hope you play up in the Seattle area. I don't know if I'm going to be traveling too much, but I can certainly make it to, to there. But I, I don't know. You're in Long we, Island. Yeah. So we're, we're clear across the country, but uh, we, we'd love to. You know, Hillary has friends in Alaska and keeps on talking about putting together a a tour up there and like, hmm, maybe we could uh, swing through Seattle for a few dates and then continue onward. Yeah. I'm going to play oh, two or three songs off of Old Friends. Do you have any favorites you'd like me to feature on there? Are there, are there any you sing lead on that you just want to have pinned on the refrigerator by your mom? <laughs> uh, you know what? I love all the songs on this uh, album. Um my favorite in terms of the way we treated it, I think, are If You Could Read My Mind. That's one I simply read on. If you could read my mind, love, what a tale my thoughts could tell. Just like an old-time movie, but a ghost from a wishing well. In a castle dark, or a fortress strong with chains upon my feet you know that ghost was me and i will never be set free as long as i'm a ghost that you can't see If I could read your mind, love, what a tale your thoughts could tell. Just like a paperback novel, the kind that drugstores sell. When you reach the part where the heartaches come, the hero would be me. But heroes often fail. You won't read that book again Because the ending's just too hard to take I walk away like a movie star who gets burned in a three-way script Enter number two A movie queen to play the scene Of bringing all the good things out in me But for now, love, let's be real Never thought I could act this way And I've got to say that I just don't get it I don't know where we went wrong But the feeling's gone And I just can't get it back
like an old time movie But it goes trauma wishing well In a castle dark Or a fortress strong With chains upon my feet The story always ends And if you read between the lines You'll know that I'm just trying to understand The feelings that we lack I never thought I could feel this way And I've got to say that I just don't get it I don't know where we went wrong But the feeling's gone And I just can't get it back Great ideas. Your your uh, vocal arrangements are, I don't want to say complicated because it would make it sound like you overproduced them or something like that. No, the tastefully done. Yeah, really good, really thoughtful. Thank you, thank you. Yeah, that's um, you know, all all three of us are are musically trained to some degree, and uh, and we've got creative enough minds that we sometimes think of doing things that are a little bit out of the ordinary, but, but work. And sometimes it takes a little bit of experimenting around to see what sounds uh, the most interesting. So yeah, most of them are pretty collaborative. Long Island. That's where my mom came from. Yeah. Where, where on Long Island was she from? Valley stream. Oh, that's right near me. <laughs> oh, is it really? In Malvern, which is like one town over. Yeah. Okay. Well, I don't know the area really well. I've never been there, but I've looked at it on a map, yeah. just kind of wondering where my mom came from. And, yeah, and Valley uh, Stream is kind of in the, the southeast corner, just it's like the, the next town out from Queens, basically. And uh, and you just go east uh, a little bit from the, the northern corner of Valley Stream, and uh, you come to Malvern. Yeah, and uh, she had a, a teeny bit of an accent when I was a little kid. It, it went away, but she'd turn it on if she was scolding me or something. Suddenly, she sounded like she was from. <laughs> That's no way to talk to your father. Mom, you don't talk like that. So anyway, it's been great talking to you. I don't. I could talk all day about this stuff. But we'll let you go and get to your day. Oh, thank you so much, Bruce. It's a pleasure talking to you, and uh, I'm excited to to hear the podcast. And I'm going to have to listen when uh, when the one with Martin Barr comes out because, uh, like I said, Jethro Tull was always one of my favorite bands growing up. I saw my concert like uh, two or three times, uh, which is a lot for me. <laughs> and, I never, uh, I never saw uh, them live. Did you see them like open for Led Zeppelin? Because I know they did that for. Oh a while. no, not that early. I, I saw them uh, in the were, uh, in the eighties. Headliners and yeah, yeah, I saw them in Philadelphia. I had terrible seats, but it was a good show. And then uh, <laughs> I saw them at least once at Jones Beach here on Long Island, and uh, that was must have been the late eighties, early nineties. And uh, Ian was getting to the point where he couldn't leap around quite as much. <laughs> anymore but still yeah. uh, a great show but uh, boy i would love to talk to martin Barr just about some of the stuff they did the, like i said the uh songs from the wood album is one of my all-time favorites uh and just the, the complexity of some of the songs and arrangements on that it's like how did you guys do that you know was it all scored out or or was it just rehearsed over and over and over again yeah they were a progressive rock before it really had a term i think that and thick as a brick yeah. you know just just great great albums and aqualung i played continuously that was like uh 
when my, my, my parents had a pool table in our basement <laughs> growing up, and that was one of the go-to albums when my friends and I were playing. Yeah, and I, I talked to Martin about, you remember the days when you'd buy an album and you'd call up your buddies and everybody would come over and you'd take the cellophane off and you'd put it on and it was, you know, a, yeah, a band. Yeah, sit and listen, yeah. Yeah, and he was all over that. He's, yeah, yeah, I did that too, you know. Yeah. yeah we were all doing the same thing. Well, you've revived those memories. Thank you so much. Well, thank you. Well, thank you so much. Thanks for having us, and uh, and I look forward to it. Yeah, well, say hello to your other bandmate. Give everybody COVID-free hugs for me. Will do, and you stay uh, healthy out there. All right. Thanks a lot, Stuart. All right. Thank you. Bye-bye. Right. Bye-bye. Make a better stay in Listening to the Better Each Day Podcast Radio Show with Bruce Hilliard. We'll be back with a new horizon, but until then, honor the future. It comes with a lifetime guarantee. And we're all just trying to make the next day a bit better. <laughs>